On this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, Kevin McCarthy is out as House Speaker, thanks to eight Republicans and all the Democrats in the House of Representatives. Was this the right choice to remove McCarthy as House Speaker, and who is in the running to replace him? Hunter Biden appeared in court for the first time for his gun charges that he originally pleaded guilty to, but now is pleading not guilty since his plea deal didn't go through. Governor of New York, Kathy Holchin, blames Republicans for the border situation and wants Congress to limit who crosses the border, says it is too open right now. Funny how she's not blaming President Joe Biden for the issues at the border. You know, he is the one to blame. All that and more on this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Cajun Conservative Show, where I talk about life, I talk about liberty, and talk about the pursuit of happiness. And we show the world that as Cajuns do have intelligence. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to say this right here. It's hard to understand liberalism. It's hard to understand Democrats. It's it's hard to understand their philosophies and the way they do what the things they do. It's it's hard to to wrap your mind around things that the liberals do. But I'm going to be honest with you. This week, I uh, I I'm I'm finding it difficult to understand Republicans. And this is what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about Republicans that that say they want to help the country, but want to oust out their speaker and make the Republican Party look bad. And of course, we're talking about the ousting of Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker, who at this time is just a regular congressman now. He is no longer the House Speaker. We also have some people that have thrown their hat in the ring to become the next Speaker of the House. And we're going to be talking all about that very shortly. But just want to go ahead and give a shout out to my good friends at Givaderm. You know, there's a lot of skincare products out there in the market today, but none like Givaderm. Givaderm is a great American Christian conservative company uh, that prides itself on making skincare products that will help your skin and to stay healthy. Not like other skincare products that have toxin chemicals uh, that can hurt your skin. Do you know what goes on your skin is in your bloodstream within 30 seconds. So you want to be careful what you put in your body or put on your body. That's why Givaderm products are made with all natural ingredients to keep your skin healthy. My family has used Givaderm products and we love it. Uh, because it works. Uh, their soap is incredible. Their face creams are incredible. My wife has the whole facial kit. She's still using it and is working for her. Um, so, you know, if you would like to try Give a Derm and experience this great American-made product, go into the description, look up their link, and go ahead and use the promo code BGS Media at checkout. You get 10% off of your purchase so our good friends at give a derm go ahead and check them out ladies and gentlemen let, let's continue on with our story and you might be wondering why i'm um why i'm not in a joke i'm not joking or talking about the week i had because this is very serious right here and look i am one of a few republicans when the republicans were in the house and they voted 15 times to make Kevin McCarthy speaker. I came behind this microphone and I, I said to the American people, you, the lovely audience of the Cajun conservative show that this, this did not look good for the Republican party because ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you go ahead and look at the Democrat party, I disagree with everything the Democrat party stands for. There's maybe one or two things that I, I, I would say, yes, I agree with them on, and I think we need to go ahead and pursue that because that's for the good of the country. It's rare if I come behind this microphone and say I agree with a Democrat. But ladies and gentlemen, if you look at the other side of the aisle, the left, the, the liberal, the Democrat, wherever you want to label the, them people, you, you would see that they are united. 
If they disagree, they disagree behind closed doors, not in front of cameras and not in front of the American people. And ladies and gentlemen, when we took over the House by the slim majority of five representatives and Kevin McCarthy struggled to become the House Speaker, it was embarrassing that our Republican Party, the, 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 the party that is supposed to know what to do and know how to, how to fix this mess from the left, couldn't even select their House Speaker. And it went into 15 votes and it made, it made the Republican party look bad. Now, fast forward, fast forward months later, the same Republican party is ousting the the same person. It took 15 votes to put in there and it's making us look bad. And look, I understand why Matt Gaze did what he did. But I'm going I'm to say this, and I'm probably going to elaborate on it a little bit more in the show. But Matt Gaze did the exact same thing Kevin McCarthy did, or that he's accusing Kevin McCarthy. Why did this motion come up to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House? Well, this goes back to the spending bill. Look, and I was against it. I don't think that Kevin McCarthy should have passed the spending bill. But what happened with Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy wanted to keep the government open. He set up a small-term spending bill. Now, it was going to send money to Ukraine, but they went ahead and voted and they took it out. But the Democrats all agreed with it. And it passed the House of Representatives, except a few of the conservative caucus, one of them being Matt Gaze. Now, Matt Gaze from Florida accused, Mich- uh, accused Kevin McCarthy of not fulfilling his promise to the Freedom Caucus that put him into office or put him into that role. He also accused Kevin McCarthy of crossing the line, going to the Democrat Party and asking the Democrat Party for help because he could not get it passed with Republicans. Which McCarthy McCarthy worked out a deal to do a short-term uh, bill that would keep the gov- government open oh, for at least 45 days. So we will be right back into this mess a little less than a month, which the speaker, there's no speaker of the house right now. There's a, there's a a speaker pro temporary and his name's Patrick McHenry. He's a, a a representative, I believe from the state of Carolina, North Carolina. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but Kevin McCarthy, Matt Gaze accused Kevin McCarthy of crossing over the aisle. And not fulfilling his promises. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to agree somewhat with Matt Gaze. Well, hold on. Isaac, you said he was he was a hypocrite and he did something. Yes, we're going to talk about that a little later on. But ladies and gentlemen, ever since Kevin McCarthy got in there, he has slow balled everything. Slow. He, it just, you know, the impeachment inquiry. They had all this evidence and it should have been awarded a couple of months ago. Kevin McCarthy held back. Kevin McCarthy would go ahead and wait for it. it was he have the bills, the spending bills, and all that that he said he was going to do? He would lollygag on it. He wouldn't bring certain bills to the House floor because he knew the Democrats wouldn't vote for it. And we understand that he you don't want to go bring a House vote up and it fails. But um, th- this bill was one of the latest promises because all the spending bills had to be one line spending bills. It was multiple pages and they rushed through it. The, the representatives couldn't even read the thing. McCarthy pulled on Pelosi. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why Matt Gaze was upset. And ladies and gentlemen, is it justified to try to oust him out? Probably so, according to Matt Gaze. But ladies and gentlemen, this is what got me upset out of this whole thing. One, Matt Gaze accused McCarthy of crossing over the aisle. And getting help from the Democrat Party to go ahead and to pass the bill that he needed, that he knew he the Republicans would not get the votes for. But do you know what Matt Gaze had to do to get Kevin McCarthy out of there? He had to go ahead and rely on Democratic votes to oust Kevin McCarthy. Not one Democrat voted to keep Kevin McCarthy in place. Eight Republicans 
decided we're going to go ahead and remove Kevin McCarthy from being Speaker of the House. Well, isn't that crossing over the line to get something you want? And look, there's not a lot of people talking about this aspect of this this whole outcome. It's, it's funny how Matt Gaze and other Republicans accuse Kevin McCarthy of crossing over the aisle to get votes to pass the spending bill. But, you're not, and look, maybe some people criticize him. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. It's just kind of ironic that he had to rely on Democratic votes to go ahead and get Kevin McCarthy out of the uh, the the uh, the speakership. Isn't that kind of odd, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't that kind of hypocrisy at its finest? Kevin McCarthy went across the aisle, and Kevin McCarthy went ahead and dealt with the Democrats. That's wrong. That shouldn't be done. But to get him out, I'm going to rely on them de- same Democratic votes. Now, on, on another note, the Democrats were very happy to get rid of Kevin McCarthy because right after the vote, they send the House home. But the Republicans can go ahead and regroup and see who they want to put as Speaker. Now, there's some good names. We might we'll talk about that later on. But ladies and gentlemen, Matt, I don't think Matt Gaze really thought this through. He was so mad he wanted to get Kevin McCarthy out there. But ladies and gentlemen, don't you know be- this Speaker... That's temporary. They, they, besides necessary stuff, they can't do any business in the house. We have a house of representatives taking off for a week so they can find a new speaker. Where the impeachment inquiry is on hold. You know, you only had 45 days now, probably like 30 some days left to figure out a spending budget. That that's on hold. All the other stuff, the, the investigations into Hunter Biden and all the stuff that, that, that Kevin McCarthy did do good is on hold now. And ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden, Democrats are happy because Democrats don't have to hear about, worry about an impeachment inquiry. They don't have to worry about things going on in the background. So was this really a smart deal? No. I understand Matt Gaze was upset. Matt Gaze, and look, there was other Republicans... Um, let me go ahead and find that article. Um, Brian, uh, Brian Daniels, Representative Brian Daniels of Florida, says Republicans did not get anything in funding measure. That is from the Daily Wire. There was a lot of things that happened in th- that with this spending bill that Republicans didn't get. If you, if you go look at the, uh, the way it was handled, he went to the Democrat Party, and the Democrat Party said, hey, take this out, take that out, and we'll vote for it. And McCarthy pushed that bill through. Now, like I said, spending for Ukraine and stuff, that was limited in this bill because the Republicans used their power in the House to go ahead and say, no, we're not going to do that. And Republican, Democrats are like, yeah, we'll take that out. But all the favor was into the Democrat side. And ladies and gentlemen, it, it, on a side note of this, it's funny how re- Democrats always get their way. Like, 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 like this whole fiasco. They, oh, the, Demo- the Republicans are... Are, are are unhinged. The Republicans are unorganized. The Republicans are this. The Republicans, and it looks that way. It does. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, lie about that. It looks like the Republican Party don't know what they're doing. Which, like I said, it, it is. As much as I don't understand the Democrat policies right now, I'm not understanding what the Republicans are doing. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats love this. They love the disorganization. And look, all the eyes are off of Biden. All the eyes are off of Hunter Biden. Because there were some stories, we're going to talk about this in the second segment, that happened today, that, that this story overcovered, that covered over it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats are loving this. The Democrats are loving that we're having issues. The Democrat Party, is, is, is look, I, I told my brother this, it's kind of funny how they get what they want uh, when they ha- are facing a similar circumstance that we were facing with uh, this, the, the, the stop funding the government, it was the Republicans' fault because the Republicans' party didn't want to pass no bills. This time, the Republicans said, well, the Democrats don't want to vote for it. Yes, because the Republicans are hurting the nation. And the mainstream media is going to go ahead and, and say what the Democrats say as gospel and try to make the Republicans look bad. But stuff like this, it... So what, what happens next? So let's talk about what happens next because I, I was I was 
reading and studying and looking at this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, there, <laughs> there's there's a lot going on. Let's just say, first off, like we said, the, the right when they they ousted out McCarthy, the House went into a recess. So for a week, our federal government is taking a break. Well, one part of our federal government. I don't know about the Senate. The Senate should just take a break because there ain't nothing coming from the House so they can vote on. Um, there is going to be another election. Hopefully, this one takes one time. Now, we have some candidates that have announced. Uh, Representative Steve Scalise, a congressman here from the great state of Louisiana, and the number two to Mitch McConnell. He's the majority leader in the House. He is going to be. He's going to go ahead and run for that position. Steve Scalise should win, but there's also another name that has been thrown out there. It is Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is one of the committees. Um, that must be on my phone. Um, but Jim Jordan is one that's going to run now. Like I said, he's part of the committees for Joe Biden, uh, like investigating Joe Biden and all of them. So he is. Uh, in the race that came out today there is another republican that has announced as well so there is a lot of there's a lot of people that's going to be in this race um there's names floating around like donald trump they say donald trump is probably going to go ahead and um a lot of people want to vote in donald trump now donald trump has made a statement i don't think he's interested in that he is facing legal battles here in new york new york right now or they're up there in New York right now. So I don't think he's worried about the Speaker of the House. Uh, so we have some good names up there. I think it's going to come down to Jim Jordan and to uh, Steve Scalise. I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong on that, but that's the way it's looking right now. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, if, if Steve Scalise and, and, and Jim Jordan get in there, it... it the Republicans are going to have to, um, they're going to have to wait. So correction, hold on. Trump hints at run for house speaker by posting meme of himself holding the gavel. So uh, who knows? Donald Trump might be one of might become the house speaker. I doubt it. I don't think he's going to get enough votes because there's too many not, uh, uh, anti-Trump people in the house, but, um, but yeah, but there's a few people that are running behind this, uh, so, so, so now, now they have to ask if it is Jim Jordan, because going back to that, I, I got distracted with some, uh, some articles. Um, but Jim Jordan, if Jim Jordan becomes the house speaker, they thought Kevin McCarthy was bad. Jim Jordan is one of them hardcore conservatives that probably will go ahead and stick his nose in, in a lot of the business of the Democrat party. Steve Scalise gets in there. I don't think he's going to be like Kevin McCarthy. Uh, I think that sudden good old boy is going to go up there and do some business, but we're going to have to see what happens. But ladies and gentlemen, on the, on this whole, the whole overview, like I said at the beginning, I just don't understand the Republican party. I don't. The Republican party is, is, is they're trying to gain the confidence of the American people. This is not how you gain the confidence of the American people. Because you're just showing the, the Republican Party is just showing the American people that they, they can't even keep a House Speaker. And I'm not trying to talk bad about the Republican Party, but ladies and gentlemen, they need to get their act together. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, in this country. Our president is ruining this country. And the, one of the only ways to stop him is the House of Representatives. And ladies and gentlemen... This is, this is by far, I, like I said, it, it, it brings me back to my arguments when Kevin McCarthy first ran for the House Speaker and had to wait 15 votes to be confirmed as House Speaker. I had to promise things that he, he knew he would probably not, get, not, not fulfill. Ladies and gentlemen, he did it anyway. And, and I just, Republican Party needs to get to act together. Now, like I said, is there some better choices than Kevin McCarthy? Uh, we're going to have to see. History is going to tell us. But ladies and gentlemen, we, I, 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 just, I just don't understand the Republican Party right now. It's, it's just a, it's really a mess. It's a mess that, 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 that needs to get fixed. And we're going to have to see what happens. But ladies and gentlemen, I just, I, I'm explaining this and I still don't understand what was in the minds of the Republican Party. And it just, we have, we have the visions that, that, that we need to fix. 
The Republican Party, and look, I, I can't think of the representative's name. He's a Democrat saying how these people wanted a government shutdown. They wanted this because they want to get camera time and they want to be shown. I don't think, I think, they, I think Matt Gaetz really cares for the country. I just don't think he really thought this through. And that is my God is on a beat. We need to stop the division in the Republican Party. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back in a few moments. So please stay tuned. Let me tell you what I will do if you make me your lieutenant governor. First, I'm going to address the crime problem. We have to reduce crime in our major cities, particularly in New Orleans, but all across Louisiana. We must reduce the crime. The second thing that I will do differently is that I will sell all of Louisiana. Our state is wonderful. It's beautiful. North Louisiana is unique. Central Louisiana, unique. Cajun country, absolutely unique. All of Louisiana must be sold to the tourists of the world. The third thing that I will do is I will have a legislative staff, just as I had when I was a state representative and a state senator. And we will find common sense solutions to the major problems of Louisiana. And we have so many problems like the high crime, like the rotten education system that our children are languishing in. Too many bad roads and too few decent paying jobs. Those are the kinds of problems that I will address. I will not be a party boy. Well, I'll, I'll do a little partying when I'm selling Louisiana to the tourists of the world, but when the party's over, I'll be able to roll up my sleeves and get to the serious business of addressing the problems of Louisiana and Louisiana's people. Those are the things that I will do if you make me your Lieutenant Governor. From white-collar criminals to violent crime, Marty Maley has prosecuted it all. A professional criminal prosecutor, not a politician. A statewide leader among professional prosecutors. An instructor for local law enforcement and police officers. Marty Maley cares. He's the leader of an early intervention program to keep children out of crime and jail. An attitude of service, a heart for people. Marty Maley, Attorney General. the second segment of the Cajun conservative show today. Um, this was a story that is pretty old, but I, I, I felt the need to report on this. This is something the Senate uh, has done um, right. And this is, I'm talking about a Democrat led Senate. And they finally have, they finally done something right. What am I talking about? Well, do you remember John Featherman? Do you know the, the, the hoodie wearing short wearing, the t uh, the tanning shoes, walking in the Capitol, meeting, um, heads of state and meeting, uh, presidents and all that stuff. You know, that, that John Featherman, well, he's going to have to wear a suit again. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, Senate a unanimously passed resolution to reinstate former dress code after Senator John Featherman's controversy. This was because of Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer said, well, you know what? We're going to make a leniency to senators who don't want to wear a suit. And we're going to reject that. Role. Now, all their staff, you have to wear Farmer wear. You have to wear a suit, a tie. If you're of a man, if you're a woman, you got to wear a nice dress or business uh, clothing. And but the senators know. And ladies and gentlemen, this caught a lot of backlash. It caught a lot of backlash from this show and even some senators. The bipartisan bill by Senator Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat, and Senator Mitt Romney of Utah. That I never thought I would say those two would do something great, but they did. They did. Required that members abide by a dress when on the Senate floor. The new written rule includes a coat, tie, slacks for men. The resolution does not detail dress code for women members. Uh, so 
in his remarks, Wendy Schumer said that the official dress code is the right path forward. Why did you change it then? Why? Because I know why. Because there was a Democrat that broke the Senate rules. And it looked bad on the Senate of uh, leader of the Democrats, which is who is uh, uh, Chuck Schumer. And to not make it look bad, you know, the Democrats, what they normally do is push the goalposts back a little bit. They go ahead and, and they, they, they change the rules so they're not breaking the rules no more. They're keeping the rules because the rules change and it's not wrong no more. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm glad. Now, following the vote, Fathom's office released a brief statement that included a viral meme photograph of actor Kevin James sleeping snugly. Um, th this shows how much respect John Featherman has for his office. I came on this program a few weeks ago, and I asked that question. Does John Featherman respect his office? And I heard a lot from TikTok. I haven't put out a TikTok in a while, uh, for a few days now, but I remember that TikTok. I put that out. And you know how many people said no, they don't think he, he cared. Uh, many have referred to it as the Featherman rule, given Featherman has routinely been seen around the Capitol building while wearing gym shorts and his trademark hoodie. So ladies and gentlemen, like I said, I'm glad the Senate unanimously voted to bring this back but the nerve of chuck schumer i think this is the right way forward then why you change the rule to begin with because it made you look bad and instead of telling john featherman he put on a suit no you were going to change the rule to fit a, a a junior senator way of life i just like i said it was just it, it was it was it was it was, a, it was wrong now, like a, I know like a lot of people, Isaac, when we see you on the show, if you're watching on YouTube Rumble, you're, you're wearing, you're wearing shirt. You're wearing like a button up shirt. Like today I'm wearing my work uniform, but, um, Isaac, you, you wear shirt, you t-shirts, you wear a cap and look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I came in here the other day in shorts and filmed the pro a podcast. You didn't see it. But ladies and gentlemen, that's different. This is podcasting. It's supposed to, I'm supposed to be relaxed in this setting. But ladies and gentlemen, if I'm running for Senate and I win that job, as much as I hate wearing a suit, I'm going to have to wear a suit because it makes you look presentable. It makes you look like you, you, you want this job and you want to make sure that this job is done right. It, it, you serious about this job. Not like you're looking out like you just came from a gym. And, and ladies and gentlemen, it just... Like I said, why, why Chuck Schumer shamed it? It was to make him look good all of a sudden. And it, it backfired on him. Um, so uh, Gavin Newsom went ahead and replaced um, Senator Dianne Feinstein with Lip Hanzi Butler. I hope Miss Butler. Uh, Miss Butler, I believe, is a, or, uh, a community organizer. We have another community organizer. I'm pulling up the article to make sure uh yeah no a democrat strategist that's right ladies and gentlemen uh, to my knowledge this woman has never been in office oh but this she's replaced diane feinstein the, the, the democrat senator that passed away at the age of 90 last week um and butler will finish out the remaining of feinstein term in washington dc ahead of the 2024 election in a statement the governor the governor described butler as a advance for women and girls a second generation fighter for working people and a trusted advisor to vice president harris um so ladies and gentlemen to my knowledge um she had she helped on well her her political experience um, she helped on Vice President Kamala Harris' presidential campaign. Uh, she will be the only black woman serving in the U.S. Senate and the first openly LGBTQ plus lawmaker to represent the Golden State in the upcoming chamber. Uh, she's a political organizer to work to elect the women uh, she, she, uh, who su uh, supports abortion access. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, to my knowledge, and I'm, I'm making sure by reading this article before I make that statement, but... She has never been in a political office. So what made her qualify? What made a political advisor? 
to Kamala Harris and others qualified for the Senate seat. And ladies and gentlemen, it was quick. Well, when asked about this position, Gavin Newsom said that he was going to probably pick a woman of color because she, he, and it would have to be a woman and a woman of color because it was going to show how far America had gotten. Now, look, if she's qualified, she should be elected. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to, but ladies and this is a, this is a, a, a advisor, a Democrat strategist that is going to be passing votes in the Senate did not have a Senate job. Now she, she did camp. She campaigned for Kamala Harris, the presidential campaign, but guess what? That flopped. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what made this woman uh, qualified for this position? It wasn't because she ran a public office. She wasn't a she. She wasn't a, a mayor, or she she knew about policies. No, because she is a black woman. That's two minors, and she's part of the LGBTQ community. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, I, look, I, I I'm I don't I don't agree with the LGBTQ lifestyle. Okay. Um, but that does not qual you know, because you're one, that don't make you qualify for Senator. Okay. Well, let me, let me even put it like this. All right. I'm not, against, I'm, I'm against the LGBTQ lifestyle, but if you have a, a, a history of passing policies, if you have a history of, of, of doing good things, you know, Hey, if you get elected and you're going to do right, hey, go ahead, go by far and do it. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not for the LGBTQ lifestyle. If you're a woman or if you're in, in the terms of the article, a black woman, if you have a record of, of, of voting and you, you, you know, you have, you can do the job, be elected. But ladies and gentlemen, that should not be the qualifications to become a Senator. Oh, let, let's check You're you're, you're black, you're a woman. And you're part of the LGBT, you're qualified to be the senator of California. Now, ladies and gentlemen, some people might say, Isaac, what that's different? That's not your senator. Yeah, but she's going to vote in the United States Senate. And look, this is identity politics. This is look, this is why we're in the mess we're in as a country. Oh, what you mean, Isaac? What, what because she's black and she's a woman and she's a part of the LGBT? No, because she's not qualified. And that's how Joe Biden picked all his cabinet members. Oh, Isaac, come on. No, every single cabinet member that Joe Biden put into place had to pass certain criteria. And it wasn't so many years in the Senate, so many years in Congress, or so many years of public office. No, if it was, if you're part of a minority or if you're part of the LGBTQ community, you're good to go. Our transport secretary. Pete Buttigieg. You know why he got the job? God, I believe him and Joe Biden made a deal. But anyway, but one big part of it, because he's part of the LGBTQ community. Let's go ahead and talk about the Supreme Court justice that he put in. He uh, he he, he uh, appointed and was approved to the Supreme Court. Why was this woman qualified? Because she was a black woman, and he promised during the campaign that he would put a black woman as the judge. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not that that's not the qualifications to run a office. That is not the qualifications to to be a senator. I'm just I, but it's not about qualifications no more. It's about what your skin tone is and what 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 is your sexuality is. And that's why this country's falling apart and this is Look, I know Gavin Newsom was going to do. I knew Gavin Newsom was going to go ahead and do a bull, uh, 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 a boneheaded stunt like this. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is not the this is not the right way. This is why our country ha is failing. This is why our country is failing because of identity politics. And look, I just, I, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't back this. But Isaac, this is history in the making. This is the first black woman that's openly gay come from California. Look, if she was the dog catcher, I would be saying the same thing. Identity politics. And look, it's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a bold statement here before I move on to my next statement, or my next story. Isn't it kind of funny to you? 
that the Democrat Party can select a position for a person based on race and gender preferences. But the Republicans can't. When the Republicans do it, if the Republicans would go ahead and select somebody because they're white, they say it's racist. But the Democrat Party goes ahead and selects somebody because they're black. It's not racist. Ladies and gentlemen, see how that's twisted? Look, we picked you. If that was this woman, I would be offended. Can you imagine getting a call from the governor? And you walk in there and say, well, man, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this. And they say, we want you to be the next senator of California. Great, but you didn't ask about my qualifications. Your qualifications don't matter. You're black, you're a woman, and you're part of the LGBT community. Congratulations. That's identity. That's identity. That's that's, that's racial profiling. The Democrats are all against racial profiling, but they do it all the time. Joe Biden has been doing it ever since he got into the White House. And now Gavin Newsom's doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is racial profiling. You're giving somebody a job based on the color of their skin and their preference of sexuality. Oh, Isaac, come on. You're you're over-exaggerating. Really? I'm a Gavin Newsom said, oh, if something ever happens to Dianne Feinstein, I'm going to pick a black woman to be the next senator. Uh, that, that, that's, that's all the proof I need. All the proof I need right there. All right. Um, so uh, something happened uh, on Tuesday along with the, the, the votes that were going on. Um, Hunter Biden was uh, appeared for the first time in court, I believe. Um, yeah, so he uh, Hunter Biden, the son of president of the president, pleaded not guilty on Tuesday to a trio felony gun charges at the federal courthouse in Wimbledon, Delaware. Mr. Biden pleaded not guilty. Biden's lawyers, Abby Loyal, said, according to NBC News, the federal grand jury indicted Biden 53 last month on counts related to his purchase of a Coke Cobra 38 special revolver while he was on a drug while he was a drug addict in October of 2018. Biden faces the maximum of 25 years in prison and up to $750,000 in fines if convicted. Uh, after Biden pleaded guilty, the judge explained the terms of his release, which reportedly included supervision by the U.S. Prohibition Officer of the Central District of California, seeking employment and not using drugs or alcohol. So he cannot drink, he cannot smoke. Uh, drugs, at least. Um, will he do that? I don't know. The next step in the case, the deadline for pretrial motions was set for November 3rd. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hunter Biden that said, hey, I, I, I can't I can't go to court. I can't be there in person because it's going to cost a lot of problem for local PD and stuff. And the court judge is like, yeah, uh, this is also him saying, remember him saying, I, I'm guilty of doing this until the plea deal went down. Said, oh, well, I'm not guilty no more. Oh, the immunity's off the table. Well, screw that. I'm, I'm not guilty anymore. Now, this is a couple of things that covered uh, the, 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 the voting of House, McCar- uh, the, the Demo- uh, of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy voting him out. This, all this was happening, and none of you knew about it. Now, a lot of people might ask, well, was this planned? I, I don't think so, but it's kind of funny how the Democrats always have the most dumb luck. Because this should have been plastered on everybody's television, all over by all over television, that Hunter Biden was going to court. You notice that they did not have the cameras on him. I'm just, I'm, to my knowledge, no network followed him with cameras. There was no long line to see him go to court. Um, you didn't have news people talking about why because it was the 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 House Speaker was getting out of off uh, was was getting ousted. Ladies and gentlemen, look, we know that. Well, we, we can't say it. I'm not going to say it like because I don't know if he's guilty. He has not. He, he's innocent until proven guilty. That is the defense I'm giving Donald Trump. That's the defense I'm going to give Hunter Biden. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that Hunter Biden did something wrong. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I didn't know it was a Colt Cobra 38 special. That is a nice gun. So at least Joe Biden has good taste in firearms. But ladies and gentlemen... Hunter Biden isn't getting as much attention as he should be getting. 
And look, even on this show, with everything going on, we have kind of pulled off of the Hunter Biden fiasco. But ladies and gentlemen, this should be top line news. Why? Because he's the president's son? Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden should, should be getting press coverages of everything that's going on, the investigations. They, they, should be letting the, they should let the American people know. Now, a lot of Democrats might fight with me and say, well, Isaac, hold on, he's not running for president. Yes, but if he's still hanging around his daddy and his daddy, Justice Department, who is involved with this, at first tried to give him a plea deal that would have that gave him full immunity. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why all this is happening, by the way, too, yeah. The Justice Department is trying to show, well, we're not biased. Because you notice they're not putting the IRS, oh, that's coming later. That's coming later. Yeah, I forgot. That's coming later. They're not, they're not putting the IRS stuff all bunched up with this. But this is one of two things that happened on Tuesday, and we're going to talk about the other one later in the third segment. But ladies and gentlemen, he wanted to plead guilty to this at the beginning. Now that immunity has gone, oh, well, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to plead. I'm not guilty. I was not on drugs, and I was not, I was, I was not breaking the law. I didn't falsify on a false paper. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, this case should be wrapped up like that because all we have to see is the 4473. The paperwork, that's a federal document to show him that, show that, that he, he lied on that paper. And we're going to have to see. But yeah, so he got, he, he, he went to court. Like I said, no cameras followed him because this would make Joe Biden look bad. And we can't make the media, I, I can hear the media, we can't make Joe Biden look bad. Because if we do, he might lose the election to, oh, Donald Trump, oh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why, that this is why that th this was not covered on Tuesday, along with the House Speaker being ousted. I understand that was, we, we, we're losing, uh, we're losing a, uh, we're, we're losing the, the Speaker of the House and all government, necessary, normal, all government, at least the House side has shut down. I understand that was big news, but ladies and gentlemen, this is big news as well. Because th this is all part of the Hunter Biden investigation right now. So we're going to have to wait and see. With that being said, I'm going to take my final break. I'll be right back in a few moments, so please stay tuned. That The four things that I think are most important is to be tough on hardened criminals. The criminal justice system, you got to help out people. And I did this for years and years and years as a prosecutor, probably 80 to 85% of the people that came through the, uh, the DA's office and through my prosecution experience, they, they got help to get back on track. About 15% were just hardened criminals that didn't deserve to be helped. They needed to go somewhere where they could not be a danger to you and I. And so we took care of putting those people in that place. I will fight for victims' rights. I've been a vice president of Crime Fighters, the largest victims group in the state, and dealt with victims all across the state uh, and, and helped them uh, navigate the criminal justice system and, and soothe their broken and aching hearts from their losses. And so I would continue to do that. I'd promote the early intervention program, and I would always, always, always be pro-life, pro-gun, and pro-Louisiana and fight for all your constitutional rights. So if you want somebody like me that has a tough on crime background, I think uh, you'd be well suited to join our team. And uh, I would be honored to have your vote on October 14th. This message is authorized by the campaign to elect Marty Mayer, Attorney General. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. Whoever's listening. Jesus Christ is the king. He's our hope. He's our strength. He's our peace of mind. Ladies and gentlemen, another story that I didn't bring out in the Monday episode. Uh, Republicans are demanding that the Democrat representative Jamal Bowman, a Democrat from New York, be arrested after he after his fire alarm stunt which land to the cannon building on Capitol Hill being evacuated. Now, this was going on with the, the vote. Apparently, Bowman did not want to vote 
for the the spending bill or he didn't want to he didn't want to deal with this on a saturday probably uh you know being an elected official he's a servant of the people he shouldn't be he shouldn't mind going on a saturday and work but he he is as most americans have to work on saturdays to pay their bill because of democrats policies um but uh bowman's office claimed it was an accident uh, House GOP members are accusing him of pulling the alarm to buy Democrats time while voting on a critical spending bill to keep the government from shutting down. Uh, former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy now called the incident embarrassing, comparing it to the January 6th fiasco that also caused the Capitol Hill building to be in, uh, evacuated. Um, yeah, so, but uh, yeah, Bowman... <laughs> Apparently didn't didn't like being there on a Saturday and pulled a childhood prank. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I think the uh, uh, representative Bowman was a uh, was a, uh, was a school principal at one time. So he maybe learned this from the bullies that are that were in school that time, you know, or the pranksters that that didn't want to be in school. So what they did was they pulled the lever, the, the fire alarm to evacuate the building so they wouldn't have to attend school. Or they would, they would, they would, at least school would be delayed a little bit. And ladies and gentlemen, this is just embarrassing. And I learned this about Democrat par- the Democrat Party. And, and look, I understand the left would say the same thing. Well, y'all Republicans, y'all cry too. But th- have you ever thought about this, how the Democrats, when they don't get their way, they moan, they groan, they gripe, or they pull a stunt to delay a vote? Now, this was just out. This was just childish. And I've I've seen pictures in some of the videos of Representative Bowman pulling the alarm so they would not go ahead and not to uh not not to not to do this vote. Now and, and of course you can hear you can you could uh, his office and he, he said that this was an accident. He <laughs> this is not funny. It's an accident. Okay, it's an accident. But if you watch the if you if you see the pictures and you watch the video. He stretched out his arm and grabbed the lever and pulled it. He must have been sleepwalking. You know, like I said, they were there on a Saturday. And you know, God forbid that the House of Representatives would be there on a Saturday to keep the government open. He must have been sleepwalking. He must have been sleepwalking and his arm went up. He was remembering his, his school days when he was a principal and he saw kids pull the alarm. It was an accident, though. It was an accident. He was just stretching. You know, I knew what it was. He was stretching his arm, and his pinky caught the handle. And whoops! Oh, I, 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 man, I, I, oh, I caught the, I caught the fire alarm. Doggone it! That was an accident, ladies and gentlemen. That was, that was no accident. But, 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 but now look and look. Like I said, it, it was, it was reported because when the, the, when the, then the capital gets evacuated that that is some wor- worthy news articles right there but ladies and gentlemen the stop and the stop a critical vote now listen to this though too democrats oh we need to keep the government open oh we need to keep the government open oh we need to keep a gov- the government open and one of their own representatives pulled the lever to delay that vote was it about was it about news art? I don't know. Was it about news time? I don't know. It just it was an accident though. It was an accident, man. You gotta you gotta forgive this man. It was an accident that his arm stretched out and pulled the lever. All right, things that happened on Tuesday that you were not aware about probably because of the ousting of the former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Uh, Donald Trump was issued a gag order. Um, and it was because of his remarks towards the uh, the judge um, and some of the staff. Now Donald Trump has been making he has been making a lot of comments on the uh, on this trial. He he has called it a wish shunt. He has called it uh, this is a, a election interference. He has he has done all those things. Uh, but the New York judge presiding over Trump organization's trial. This is it's, this is a civil suit to say that he committed fraud. This is the trial that, you know, because uh, a lot of people think he's been convicted, but this is, this has gone through a trial. Um, imposes a potential gag order to prevent all parties from engaging. Now, this isn't just the Trump organization or Trump himself. This is everybody that is involved. Uh, 
any uh, may, engaging in any verbal attacks against court staff after President Trump criticized a member of the judge's, the judge's office on social media. Judge Arthur Eugene, 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 whatever his name is, we can call him Judge Arthur. How about that? Judge Arthur on Thursday afternoon issued the order that he said applies to both the defense and New York's attorney general. Latleta James team, the gag order only applies to verbal attacks on staff. So he can still talk about the case. He can still make the, 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 the arguments that this case is politically motivated. Now we're going to this at this time is going into the third day. When you get this episode dropped, it's going to go into the fourth day. They're making, um, terms and everything but trump alleged in a true social post that greenfield had a relationship with senator majority leader chuck schumer the post also contained a photo um trump deleted the post at the beginning of the lunch recess probably because he had to um but but trump trump was i know what trump was trying to do trump was trying to say that this all these people that are involved with this case are after him because they don't like him politically uh latita james the attorney general of the state of New York ran on bringing Trump and his organization down. That was her campaign slogans. Um, Alvin Briggs, the same thing. He ran that he was going to bring federal. He was going to bring charges and indict president Joe, uh, Donald Trump. I almost said Joe Biden. Possibly that's common. I don't know. Um, the same thing with the 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 the, uh, the the DA in Atlanta that she was going to bring down Donald Trump and hold Donald Trump accountable. Isn't that politically motivated? That is, isn't that predetermined? Because remember, they were not in these 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 offices when they were running, but now that they're in this office, they could have looked at evidence and said, "Well, look, we might not have nothing to go on. We could tell our vote voters." We wanted to, but we can't. No, they just, hey, predetermined. He's guilty. And ladies and gentlemen, we don't live in a country like that. We live in a country that you're innocent until proven guilty. And this is why I said earlier about the Biden case. He isn't guilty until he is proven guilty and he is in front of a jury. Now, this this judge can make the decision if he's guilty or not. It's not because uh, there was a, a few weeks ago, uh, no, a few days ago, there was a story that ran that the media was saying that the Trump lawyers forgot to ask for a jury. And the Trump lawyers are like, this is a case. It's a civil case. It does not involve a jury. But the media was trying to, I know what their backstory was. The media was trying to say that the Trump lawyers were idiots and perfumes and they didn't know how to fill out a paper. Isn't that bias? Now, ladies and gentlemen, will this judge uh, say, well, you know, you know, hey, he's guilty or whatever. It's going to be, is this judge biased? The judge putting a gag order, but is this judge biased? Trump has made uh, claims of that, that this, this judge has it out for him. So we're going to have to wait and see. Let's see if justice prevails. Let's see if proof it, it will be shown that Donald Trump and him committed fraud or not. And if it shows they didn't and the judge says, well, they did, well, Trump's going to have to do something. But is this all politically motivated? Uh, yes. Isaac, what you trying to say? No, I'm, I'm, look, Latita James, the attorney general of New York, ran that she was going to put Donald Trump away. Isn't that politically biased? Or is this, is this, this, this going on a case with predetermined, predetermination? Ladies and gentlemen, to me, it looks like that. It looks that way. And, and look, like I said, the, the four indictments we knew, Jack Smith and those two other district, we knew that was coming. This was coming. The, uh, he defamed a woman because a woman said that he went into a, 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 uh, a dressing room and sexually assaulted her. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, he defamed her. He talked bad about her. So Donald Trump was guilty. Ladies and gentlemen, it just... And this is why, as we talked about in the last episode, why Democrats are trying to paint Donald Trump bad and paint uh, Joe Biden good. Y'all want to go ahead and this is a, this is a Democrat plan.
you want to go ahead and, and say Joe Biden did things wrong. 50 years of service to this country. Never been indicted. Never been investigated. Never did this. Never did that. And, you know, y'all want to take the word of this man with 91 counts, federal counts, and, and defamed a woman and, and did and for fraud. and did it. This is all politically motivated to make Donald Trump look bad. And look, I hate to tell the Democrats, and the Democrats keep on doing. That's why I said at the beginning of the program, I don't understand some of the Democrats and the left sometimes. They continue, there, there's certain things they do, they, they're real good at, they, they, they stand by each other, they make sure that they have the numbers before they accuse somebody and all that stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, the Democrat Party is using the same uh, techniques they used before COVID-19. Donald Trump's evil. Donald Trump's bad. And guess what? Donald Trump's popularity continues to grow. Remember the last ABC Washington Post poll. I don't hold on to polls. I don't hold on to that. But that's the first time in that poll that a Republican is leading a Democrat by 10 points or more. So I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, hey, it's not looking good. And they're, they're going to this. They're trying to make it that Donald Trump is bad so all right so continuing in new york talking about new york politics um new york governor hulchin hulchin i i never can get her name right i would i wish it was like you know something simple like brujo or tipido governor tipido i could say that but no no it's hutchinson um wants to limit who crosses border says it's too open right now what oh she must be a republican nope she's a democrat our governor Hulchins wants to limit the border crossings. It's open too much right now. Uh, this was done on Sunday, last Sunday. Uh, she called on Congress to limit who crosses the border, saying it's too open right now. Ironically, repeating what congressional Republicans have long demanded from President Joe Biden administration. Hulchins made a plea during an appearance on CBS Face the Nation. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, well, well, so so CBS hosts. Uh, 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 Morgan Burnett uh, noted that there was no border prevention in the federal standing deal struck by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy this weekend to avoid a government shutdown. Asking Hulchins and what she would want Congress to get done in the next 45 days. This is her response. Well, shame on Speaker McCarthy, who is now former Speaker uh, McCarthy, and the Republicans in Congress, including the nine from the New York State who are complaining like crazy about the migrants, but refuse to work with President Biden and come up with a sortable border strategy. It can be done. It can be done in a bipartisan way. Comprehension immigration reform, Hutchinson began before... Benner interjected by asking what she was specifically wanting from Congress to address the migrant crisis in her state. Well, we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border. It is too open right now, Hutchinson said. People coming from all over the world are finding their way through simply saying they need asylum. And the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of New York because you said you was a sanctuary city. Uh, and it's a real problem for New York City. 125,000 newly arrival individuals. And we are being taxed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, she 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 went on to say a few other things, like talking about the Statue of Liberty and everything. She sounds like a Republican. See, ladies, and it's fun. Like, I said this early in an earlier segment. It's funny how Democrats always turn something around. It's not the Democrat Party to Governor Hutchinson that is the problem. It's the Republicans because the Republicans refuse to work with the with the president to come up with with a, a, a border strategy to come about to stop people from coming over the border. This is the problem, Miss Hutchinson, Miss Governor Hutchinson. They they wanted the Republicans want to close the border. We had a border that was secure. We had a border that would that that did not allow certain people in. It's your president, President Joe Biden, that removed all of Trump's policies that allowed almost five million people to come across in the last three years. It's it is President Joe Biden's fault, not the Republicans. But you want to blame McCarthy because McCarthy didn't put in a bill to stop the illegal immigration problem? That ain't the Republicans' problem. That's the Democrat problem. Republicans want to close the dang border. The nerve of this woman, and this nerve, this, the nerve of this woman, oh, 125,000 have come, come to New York. They find their way to New York because you, Miss Hutchinson, went on the camera and looked dead into the camera and said, 
We are a sanctuary city. And if you want to come on over to our sanctuary city away from these southern states, we will protect you. We won't send you back over. That's why Republican governors like Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis send them to New York. Because you went on TV. You are one of the Democrats that went on TV and said, we're a sanctuary city. God, we'll welcome you. Now the streets are overrun. Oh, we have a border problem. Why? Because you, you, you're starting to feel the effect. You and Eric Adams up there. I know they're not listening, but I'm just, I got to get this off my chest. The, the, the hypocrisy of this woman trying to blame the Republicans for an open border that the president of the United States, when the first day in office, signed executive orders to re- lift restrictions on the border? Come on, man. I, that, that burns me up when I hear of a, a, a senseless Democrat trying to blame Republicans for their problems or their policies. Oh, they don't want to come together with Biden. Biden said he don't want it. You know what a Republican said? Let's go and talk with Biden. But Biden, was, his, his arms are open because he's not seeing people come over. He's seeing votes. Ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the ironic is uh, it's uh, it, it, it's not and like, like it, 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 it always goes down to this. It's never the Democrats' fault. The Democrats put in policies. The Democrats do things, and it starts to become a a a a a a, 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 a crap fest. And then it's oh that's the Republicans' fault because they don't want to work with us. It's Democrat policies. You never heard of 5 million people coming over the border when Trump was there. Biden gets into office and 5 million and over the span of two and a half years. And that is a demo. That's a Republican problem. No, it's not. It can be done. Yes, it can be done. Secure. Uh, uh, it, it can be done where we have where we have a where we have a border that's closed. And it could be done in a bipartisan way. It probably could because Democrats wanted a wall a few years ago. But this president right here will never allow a wall. He will never allow immigration reform. He will never allow security at the border. Why? Because it's going to make him look weak because everything he, he, he would put in place for that is a Trump policy. And by golly, Biden will not go on record and say he was wrong and Trump was right. But this, this governor, this, this New York governor, it, the, the migrant crisis needs to be addressed in her state. It's funny how all these Democrats, uh, Chicago, New York, uh, Los Angeles, all these states that, oh, we're, we're sanctuary cities. Come and we'll protect you from the mean old Republicans that don't want you to have a life. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, leave, go. Remember the Democrats in Martha's Vineyard? When Ron DeSantis sent them to Mothered Vineyard and all them high-class Democrats. Oh, my gosh. There's illegal immigrants here. Send them away. Send them away. Oh, they can't be seen with us. Send them away. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Democrats are hypocrites. I'm not going to hold. I'm not going to hold on. Before, before, before you left-leaning person get start pulling your hair out and get your cousins in a bunch, Republicans are the same way, too. Remember what I talked about in the first segment? You probably, if you were leftist, listen, it's you were cheering me on when I was talking about Matt Gaze being a hypocrite. Ladies and gentlemen, th- this, is, this is hypocrisy at its finest. This governor was one of the governors that, come, we open you with op- we, we, uh, we welcome you with open arms. And we're a sanctuary city. Now, once they get away, get away, get away, get away. Because it was easy to say, come. When they weren't going to New York and they were going to Texas or Louisiana or Florida. But now they're in your backyard. Oh, now we have a border problem and we need to get it fixed. Ladies and gentlemen, look, this right here proves why we should have kept Trump in office. We should have kept Trump in office. But this lady would have been, huh, Trump's a tyrant, Trump's a racist, Trump's a this. But but, look, God gave them what they wanted. And look, look, it's hurting our economy. The border needs to get closed. I agree with her on that. But don't come tell me it's a Republican problem. 
No, it's a Democrat, it's a Democrat problem. Because if they start securing the border and doing what Trump did, oh, that means Trump was right and we elected the wrong man in 2020. That, that, that's, that's my view of this. All right, so with that being said, this ends another fabulous episode of the Cajun Conservative Show. There's a few things I need to ask from you, the audience. One, go check out all our affiliated marketers in the description. I quoted one in the first segment, give a derm. And we also have our hair club sponsors. Um, if you go ahead and hit the promo codes, you get uh, a few things off the purchases. Um, great, great companies. Go check them out. Also, thanks to you to um, our sponsors of this episode with the commercials. Um, and, you know, I'm, again, need a couple of things from you. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube and hit the bell. Hit the rumble button. Hit the follow button on rumble. That, that helps me out a lot. If you, if you don't like YouTube and you're on rumble, please follow us on this show. If you're listening to the audio platforms, please like, subscribe. And if, if it's possible, leave us a, a, a review. Leave us a five-star rating. That helps out more than you know. And ladies and gentlemen, go check out our sister, our sister podcast, Brothers You're Searching, where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate you, the believer of Jesus Christ. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back, and he's coming back soon, so don't be faint of heart. Just remember that Jesus has overcome the world. If you know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, reach out to me. I'll tell you how to make Jesus your Savior and have it in your home. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. You have a good one. My family, my friends. Open door.